Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and today I've got a special guest, Gregory Charlop and he is the author of Real Estate at a Crossroads. And so today we're going to talk about kind of the future of, real, of the real estate market and what's going on. And what I love is how many amazing people you interviewed for this freaking book and talking about what's changing. I think, um, you know, it, this is really important. So if you're listening right now and you're in real estate, this is basically going to be a wake-up call for you because basically our entire industry is in shift. And so, Greg, um, what I love about you is you're a doctor. That's crazy, right? A real estate guy. You're the founder of the Real Estate Flash, which is an Alexa show on real estate. It's really cool. I've been on it once and I was like, or maybe twice now. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, this is the thing. So he's kind of on the cutting edge of technology and everything that's going on. But when you're not geeking out on technology, what are you up to? Well, I'm, I am an anesthesiologist. So I, I take care of kids that are going for surgery. Um, that's wow. one of my big things. And then, you know, I love tech and I'm writing. I'm actually, so I wrote the book that you have that we're talking about today. And then I'm writing another book about senior housing and retirement. And that actually may be out in the next two months or so. Although okay. I've been wrong about deadlines before, but the goal is to help seniors find places to live. Uh, and we're looking at kind of fun things like regular housing, RVs, you know, co-housing, dorms for seniors. So there's a lot of cool options out there. Wow, wow, okay. Well, I love that you're doing that and we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on when you do the senior housing. I'm sure you're gonna learn a lot in that process. Um, but Real estate at a crossroads. Let's focus on that. What? So here's your premise. The entire book is premised on the real estate business will never be the same. So let's talk about that. What if, why, why do you say that? Well, you know, so here's my basic point. You know, imagine 20 or 30 years ago, you wanted to buy a house, say 30 years ago, right? What would you do? You probably, you'd open up the yellow pages, you know, if you remember what those things are, right? You look up a brokerage that you rec that you recognize, maybe you know Century Twenty One or something. You've heard about them, right? You call them up and they'd hook you up with a real estate agent, right? Right. They'd interview a couple of them, and that'd be the person you'd use to sell your house, right. right? Think of how crazy that sounds now. Like no one would do anything like that. I mean, first of all, no one has the yellow pages, and second of all, I don't think anyone would pick a real estate agent based on their broker, right? Right. People are picking agents based on the agents, so. Right. Today, the whole thing is that the MLS is really transparent, right? So you can hop on your computer right now, you can go to Redfin or you can go to Zillow or whatever you want, realtor.com, and you'll see like what houses sold in your area. If you're looking to sell or buy, you know who had the best sales, you know the agents who are involved in all these things, right? Right. If you don't wanna bother with that, you can go to Yelp or one of these review sites and find the agents that are the best agents, right? right. Or, or there's all these different online matchmaking services. So the point is like everything is available for you online. You don't care about the brokerage as a seller or buyer. You care about the agent. You can find out yourself. So the big point is that transparency and technology are making it so no one cares about the brokerage except maybe the agent themselves, right? People just care about the agent. And number two, the top agents 
are going to do really, really well, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you're selling your house, like I did this, like I, I, where I am now, I'm in Walnut Creek, I'm in the Bay Area. I moved here from by Berkeley. When I sold my house, I didn't know real estate agent really in my area. So I looked and I saw like the three best agents that had the best sales in my area. It was easy to do, right? I interviewed those three people. I picked one and that's what I did. And I'm glad I did it because he did a great job. And more and more, that's what people will do. So the top agents are going to clean up. But the other agents, unless they find a specialization or they're really clever with marketing, they're going to have a hard time. So talk to me about that. Like, um, yes, there's technology now. And yes, the data is out of the box. Meaning, you know, if you're a seller, you used to have to rely on a broker, but now you can just get the data. But what specifically about right now, because you say crossroads, like what exactly do you feel has shifted? And why is it now? Because we had technology five years ago, um, and data started opening up, you know, seven, eight years ago. So why today? Why now are we at a crossroads? Well, I think right now the, the issue is that there are all these sort of online brokerages that are really changing the game up, right? I so see. you've got companies like EXP, for example, and we have, we interview actually in the book, uh, Susie Truax. She's one of the board members of EXP. She's like phenomenal. She also is a real estate agent, by the way. So if you're looking to sell a house in the Palo Alto area, give she's her the a one. She's yeah. the one. But but she's in the book and she's, she's a board member of EXP. And I tell you, I, I'm very active on Facebook. I know you are also. And in all the Facebook groups, I always talk to people, like everybody loves EXP. Like right. people like using them. They have great technology. You know, there's, there's great training. You can communicate with people. You can, you can cover multiple areas as a broker. Mm -hmm. You know, it's big. You've got Compass. Now, I didn't actually talk much about Compass in the book, but, but if you look now, like the book sort of foreshadowed Compass, right? Like it's right. raised billions of dollars of like venture capital right? Totally changing the real estate business. You have Redfin, you've got all these other companies, you have Zillow, you have, you have companies like Open Door that are doing these iBuyers, right? That, that right. cut real estate agents out altogether. Mm -hmm. So you've got all this new tech. And I think part of it is people are into it, but a lot of it is there's a lot of venture capital money flowing into real estate now. Right. I forget the numbers. There was a good Forbes article about this, but for years and years and years, like very little money was spent on real estate, like prop tech, they call it. Really, right. like hardly anything. Now, like all this money's pouring into prop tech, and it makes sense because real estate is a huge industry, but but the technology is very antiquated, and so the whole process, because of, of technology and the money that's coming into it, is changing. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we were, um, so my outdesk, we're 12 years old now and we kind of changed the industry by bringing virtual assistants. And if you're listening right now and you've never had a virtual assistant, it, Greg, it's wild to me how many people still have never hired a virtual assistant. It just, it just blows my mind. So if you're lifting, listening right now, I would suggest you jump on our website. It's myoutdesk.com um, and you probably need help. Now, one thing in your book that I noticed, you said the larger real estate brokers are going to win and everyone else is going to lose. Talk to me about that. Like the largest, the, the people who are doing the most business are going to be winners, according to you. Right. Why did you say that? Well, here's the thing. I, I think that there's going to be this positive feedback loop. So you've got a few, you've got the top agents. They're really good, right? right. And they're good because they have a lot of sales, right? Mm -hmm. They have successful sales. And they probably have great like customer relationships. Like people like them, right? That's why right. So these people are going to rank at the top of anywhere you look online. If you look for 
the homes sold in the area. They'll have sold most of these homes. If you look for the best sales in the area, they'll have that. If you're looking on Yelp or one of these review sites for the highest reviewed agents, they're gonna be at the top of that too. They're gonna have the most reviews and they'll have the best reviews. So any way you search, these are the people that are going to be who you find if you're searching right. online, right? And so that's who people are gonna use. And when that happens, that'll make them more successful, give them more top sales, more good reviews, and it'll just sort of keep compounding. There's like a, you know, an 80-20 rule where, you know, they say like 20% of people do like 80% of the work. But I think that's going to concentrate more and more and more. Because why would you use like the guy you met at the grocery store, who's a real estate agent, seems like a nice guy, when you could use the person who had like, you know, the four top sales in your city? Like, right. wouldn't, you know, I mean, unless you were related to them. Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. Let's dive in. Um, you did a lot of interviews like, um, and, and there was a lot of interesting information. I mean, I'd like to talk about blockchain, some of the AI stuff that you did. I know you interviewed the CTO of Redfin. Tom Ferry was in the book, a guy that we love. He, he refers us and we refer him all the time. Um, and I, I love that you did so many interviews. So let's, let's one by one, like how, how is technology going to transform, you know, our industry? What do you see coming um, based on all of your interview and our interviews and the book that you wrote? Well, for one thing, and this is kind of a basic thing, but almost everybody who's searching for houses now starts online. It's a massive percentage. And even seniors, like across all demographics, when you look at people, when they search for houses, they all start online. Got it. That most people will eventually use a real estate agent to help them. But they sit online, they look at their computers, and not just at houses, but also at neighborhoods, right? Like they see schools, crime rate, commute, you know, that's what people are looking at first. So that's one big area. But technology is also changing how real estate agents find consumers and how they interact. So if you look for real estate agents now, what, what people want is they want an immediate response. You know, maybe this is like the millennial in all of us, right? Like we... Yeah. We want quick gratification, right? So if you find a real estate agent for however you find them on Facebook, you find them on Zillow, whatever, when you message that person, you want to hear back from them that second, right? Right. And this is actually, you talk about virtual assistants. This is a great way to use virtual assistants, right? Because, yeah. and in fact, I'll tell you, so I'm actually looking at moving now. And I, um, I, 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 found, I found the top agent in my area and I did it by looking online. Right. And then when I contacted them, I immediately had an appointment. Uh, if you didn't put me up to this, this is actually the truth. I immediately had an appointment with their virtual assistant. I spoke to them on the phone. Right. They got my information like immediately, like that second, right? They got yep. my information and then they made an appointment for me to speak with this real estate agent. It was a very like slick, smooth process, right? And right. I felt good, you know, because I got this like immediate response. So virtual assistants and chatbots, which is, you know, an electronic virtual assistant, if you will, those yep. technologies are really changing things. And then you mentioned about AI. And so you talked about the interview. So one of the people we had in the interview was the CTO of, of, of Redfin. Yep. And she had this thing that really struck me, she told me. I don't know, you probably everybody here has probably used Redfin. You yep. know, you, even if you don't use them as an agent, you've used their website, right? So you, you could put in these searches for like what you're looking for, like bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, everything. And then sure. it'll, it'll notify you when a house comes online that meets your criteria. But listen yeah. to this. this, is what she said. She said, they also have an AI thing that guesses what you would want that doesn't exactly fit your criteria. People like the stuff they recommend more than the stuff that people search for themselves. 
their computer algorithms are better than you are at figuring out what house you want. And that is awesome. And that's just going to keep getting better. As the data becomes bigger and bigger, the, they'll know how many kids you have, where you work, and all the information about you collected probably on Facebook right. and Google. Right. And then they're going to tell you what, what would make you happy. Right. Right. That's right. crazy. Well, you know, I, I love what you were saying earlier. Um, it's interesting because I, I have an AC thing going on at my house and you, it's a $10,000 thing to oh, get yeah. an air conditioning changed out. Right. So I called three different companies, the three best online. Right. And one called me back and I've never heard from the other two. <laughs> now it's summer. And to be fair, it was like a hundred degrees last week, but <laughs> Um, yeah, when you think about, you know, virtual assistants and how to use them and, and what's important, I mean, just having online presence where you're interacting with people and following and inter I think that's a big area. Um, and I think I agree with you. Hey, everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know, I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses. And the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants. And I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996, and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one on one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're going to give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. Hey, Speed is critical. Speed is so important. Well, you know why? Because Amazon screwed us all up. I can, I can get something direct. I can deliver it right now this afternoon. And, and that just wasn't the case five years ago. And I also think that, um, you know, as a consumer, when you have the pain point or you have a need and you're able to satisfy that need right away, that speaks volume about what's going to happen throughout the transaction, right? Like if, if they're fast and they identify that they, they, they're helping me right now in the beginning when I first am searching, well, then down the road, they're going to be great too. And I think right. that's a mindset that is important. And this isn't just real estate agents, I should tell you. This is also like mortgage brokers and the whole process. So, for example, like millennials are asking the question, and, and I like this. I'm happy they're asking, why does a loan take so long? Like, why do I have to fill out like 500 pages of an application and wait like 30 plus days to get an answer? Like, right. 
it, it doesn't have to be like that. It's been that way, but it doesn't have to be that way. So you'll see there's all these loan companies now that are springing up with like fast loans, quick underwriting. I mean, this effect is affecting everything. Appraisals, technology is affecting how real estate appraisals are done. It means that the whole real estate industry, speed, and like you were mentioning, artificial intelligence are totally remaking the game. I love it. I love it. What did you learn on the blockchain? I was really curious to like pick your brain on that. We, you know, we have, if you, we have 1200 folks that work for us in the Philippines and we've even toyed with like, what if we could pay our folks using blockchain rather than like our bank? Because the right. bank takes a fee when we collect right. and they right. charge us a fee when we send, but blockchain could have zero cost and we could set up parameters and, I don't know. I feel like that can really change. Even for our business, I think real estate could be completely shifted because of that um, in the future. So what did you learn? Well, so it's interesting. So blockchain, I'm glad you asked it because it's, it's, it's fun, but it's also very, it's very confusing. So there's blockchain and blockchain is what they call it's a distributed ledger. So the idea is that like Right now, if you go to your bank or something, your bank stores your stuff on their servers, right? Mm -hmm. So if your bank gets hacked or something like that, then your information could get screwed up, right? Because they're the holders of your information. It's happening right now. That's happening right now. Yeah. It happens. And it happened to Target not long ago. I mean, this stuff happens even to big companies. So the idea of blockchain is it's distributed. So your information is spread out through all these different places, these different nodes. And there's... You know, I'm not a computer scientist, but there's all this redundancy and computers have to cross check what other computers say all over the place. Right. So supposedly it's more secure than like a traditional thing, even than like a bank. Right. So with blockchain, you could do things like you could make payments, which is what you're talking about. And so they have these cryptocurrencies, right? So Bitcoin is an example of a cryptocurrency, but there's other ones. It doesn't right. have to be Bitcoin. That's just the one that like everybody's heard of. Right. And the idea is... You know, if, if you wanted to pay me on, on Bitcoin, right? So let's say you paid me two Bitcoin for something. Like I, I, I sold you a house and you paid me a couple of Bitcoin for it. What will happen is the ledger will change in all these places. It will show that you now own this Bitcoin instead of me owning this Bitcoin, right? right. And so um, uh, because of that, there isn't really a transaction cost. It's not going through a bank. It's not going through a government we don't have to, if you and I are both good with Bitcoin, we don't even have to convert currency into it, you know, if we both have Bitcoin already. So it's a way really with almost zero transaction costs of paying people securely. Right. The other thing that blockchain does is it lets you have contracts. So for example, we can make a contract that says that uh, you're gonna buy my house, let's say, say you wanna buy my house. You're gonna pay me X number of Bitcoin and we're gonna do these things by certain dates, right? Right. So what will happen is we'll each confirm on the blockchain, we've done our task, whatever it is. And once it's happened, then your Bitcoin will transfer to me and the deed to the house, which is also in the blockchain, will transfer to you. Right. Well, it's pretty neat. The thing about it, though, is the technology is still a little early. People are nervous about it. And the other big problem is right now is it's volatile. You know, if you follow Bitcoin, you know, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, much more so than like the dollar or the British pound or something does. So, right. so people, most people are a little reluctant at this point just because, you know, the Bitcoin that was worth, you know, $100,000 to you today, maybe worth like $70,000 to you tomorrow. And so that, you know, that makes people a little uncomfortable, but, but that stuff, you know, will probably ultimately be worked out. So you think 
blockchain and Bitcoin will eventually replace mortgage, real estate, like transactional stuff like a title and escrow. And you think all of that is going to get disrupted by Bitcoin? It could. It could. It could. Maybe not by Bitcoin per se, but by that type of technology or version two of that technology. Because when you think about it, like you've got all these papers all over the place that everybody's holding, you know, that have like deeds and yep. you know, that have like mortgage documents and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, if you were starting that system today, you wouldn't have papers all over the place at 50 offices, right? Right. Create right. a system that way. We have that only because it's like a legacy of like, you know, the way things work. How long before blockchain comes to real estate and makes a shift? I mean, based on what you found. You know, that's a tough one because there's, there's two hurdles. There's like, well, three hurdles. There's the technological ability, which I think will probably come first, right? There's sort of public acceptance. Like you have to be willing to do this. And right. then there's some government, you know, regulation, right? Because you, at some level, you're going to have to have the government, maybe not for the payment part of it, but for the, the deeds and that kind of thing. At some level, the government's going to have to buy into that. But that's okay. So I, I'm thinking it'll probably take at least 10 years. Perfect. So do you think... We're 10 years out, five years out from blockchain actually disrupting us, or maybe the government takes 20 years? I really think the government's going to be the slow part on this. Um, so I would still say, probably, you know, I'd say 10 years, you know, it's just, it's just so hard to tell because there's a lot of different moving pieces. And I don't think it'll happen all at once. You know, probably initially it'll happen maybe in certain areas that are very tech friendly, yeah. you know, or maybe even in certain countries that are very tech friendly. It'll probably happen initially with sophisticated buyers or maybe international buyers, people like that, that have high transaction costs. And then once they see that it works, then it'll probably filter out other places. Yeah, it makes sense. Hey, I, I listened to the Nick Bailey conversation. He's the former, I mean, CEO, I think, of, of Century 21. He laid out technology in two buckets. Like there's consumer-facing technology and then there's real estate facing like the bro like the agent and broker facing technology talk to me about those two buckets what did you learn that is kind of disrupting both of those segments yeah he's great yeah so he was a former ceo of um of, of century 21 brilliant yep. guy young ceo you know kind of like you he's, he's smart guy and so you're right so there's two things there's one how can we make things better for the consumer and how can we make things better for the real estate agent right so right. You know, I think the big things that are important for real estate agents, and he talked about this, but a lot of other people too, is having a good CRM, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, they use like their phone address book or like an Excel spreadsheet or something like that. Right. And that just isn't, that isn't the business, you know, like that isn't what people should be doing uh, right now. People really need to be using more sophisticated things. And there's a bunch of them out there now for real estate agents. You know what? I want to, I'm just going to jump in real quick because yeah. the, one of the largest real estate companies, um, you know, with over 50,000 agent an agent count of 50,000 is just now rolling out a CRM for their entire agent base. And, you know, they've hired us to help facilitate that. In fact, we went through the process of becoming a, an approved vendor, but I mean, think about it. They had they have fifty thousand folks, and each and they have over three, close to three hundred different brokerages for those fifty thousand agents, and they were all using something different, even though they were owned and under one umbrella. You know, all using something different, all various level of sophistication, and and 
you know, we're stepping in because they just, they need help to actually implement it because many of the agents just simply won't unless they have that leverage to do it, you know? And Daniel, actually, I, you know, it's funny you scooped me because I was actually just about to say something along those lines, which is, you know, I'm pretty techie. Like I spend all day in the computer. Like I'm pretty good with this stuff. Right. Look at these CRMs. They're kind of complicated. You know, they're still sort of confused and they've got all these features. It's not that intuitive. It's actually a great way to use a virtual assistant who's experienced with CRMs. And, and yep. a, lot, a lot of them are. Because I, I personally think the reason why most agents don't use CRMs is because they either don't want to go through the trouble or they don't have the time to learn it. Yep. You know, intimidating. And, and so if you had someone like, say, an experienced virtual assistant who will actually walk you through the process, once you get going, it's not bad. No. But you need someone to like onboard you and show you how to do it. And I think that, you know, having someone who knows what they're doing makes a huge difference and will really improve adoption for technology like that. Yeah, I love it. The other thing, uh, the other technology for agents is tours, virtual tours, either by video tours or tours with augmented reality. You yep. can do things with like Matterport cameras. If you don't want to bother, you could use like a GoPro or your iPhone. But if you have a listing, you should have a virtual tour with walkthroughs. Yep. In my opinion, you know, it, it's almost malpractice. I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's almost malpractice not to do that as a real estate agent. Because says the right. doctor. Says I the know, doctor. Right. It's malpractice, says the doctor. Don't say that. Strike that from the record. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, like to have, I mean, people want to be able to, people love pictures, right? They, for yeah. the longest time, pictures were, were the important, and they still are. But, but, but the truth is, if you can get a tour, it's even better, right? Because you can walk through, and there's some cool stuff. You know, you walk through the house, you get like a doll, like, what is it, a doll's house version of the house. You see where you are, you walk through it, you right. see the flow of the place. And it's good. And it's, and it's good for agents, too, because, number one, it makes people more likely to see the house, right, and like it. But it also eliminates people wasting your time if the house doesn't meet their needs. You know, I mean, it doesn't, if someone need, needs a certain thing and, 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 and your house doesn't have it, you don't want to waste time with those people. So it, it makes the whole process more efficient and it will improve sales. So I think a CRM and tours, particularly virtual tours and video are, are very important and, and agents should be using those more. And I think, you know, video, and you're, you're a king of video. People love video. You know, YouTube is starting to eclipse like most other search engines. People like looking at things. Facebook Live, Instagram Live. You know, these are all people love this stuff. That's what people want. You know, it's, uh, we just interviewed a top agent out of Atlanta and she was a broadcaster slash news person and it has a degree and I loved her and I'm just going to throw it in there because I if you haven't seen that yet, I would definitely go check that out. Um, I think we called it like how to be a video star for real estate agents or something. But she did three different. So she has the short 30 second version. She has a realtor and Zillow.com version because they don't want you to personally brand on their and the, on their stuff. So you can't have certain pictures and your information on it. And then she has a long version. So she has a, a three to five minute version where she walks through the house and talks about it and all that. But she says, you know, it's a big deal. Um, and it's driven the majority of her home sales. I was in your book, um, you talked about SEO being a really important part of what the top agents in the country are doing. I'm wondering if you would add that in as like your digital footprint, your social media footprint as the third component that's important for agents. Definitely, definitely. And you know, it's funny because video actually plays a role in that too. So yep. if you search for something, 
you'll often find, especially if you use YouTube, you'll find those videos ranking on the first page of the search engine. Right. And, and video goes way beyond um, just, just promoting your house. It, it goes like you were talking about personal branding. Yep. You know, a great way is say, say I, so in my opinion, what you need to do as a real estate agent is you need to make yourself the dominant force of a small niche, yep. right? So you want to either be like the top person in the city, if it's a small city or a neighborhood or a certain housing type, like you could be the, the condo guy in, in X in Boulder, Colorado, for example, right? Right. Uh, so you specialize in a certain thing. And then what you do is you make videos that home in on that. And it doesn't just have to have those condos. You could talk about how there's this new shopping center that just opened up across from the, the, the area that you're focusing yep. on. Yep. There's a, new, a great new Indian restaurant that just like, opened up. You know, here's your point, though. Content is king. And, I, right. and I, you said that in the book. And I think that's, you know, video content and being the local kind of mayor of your area is what matters. And, and, and that will help you because those videos will show up, you know? So if you make a video and you say there's this new, you know, restaurant in, you know, Smallsville, whatever, Arkansas, whatever town you want, right? Yeah. When people look for that town, they may find your video, right? right? And the video may not be for a house or anything. It's, it's for the local restaurant. Sure. And, and, so, and so they find you that way. And so people are, and so that's a great way to, to, rank, to rank higher in SEO. And just one related thing is, you talked about the mayor of the town, the virtual you know, mayor of the town. Yeah. You can do that other ways too. But personal branding is you should have your own web page that's yours. Yeah. Not, not Remax's or, or Century 21's or whatever. It should say your name, like Sally Smith, realtor or whatever. So people can find you own it. And if you switch brokerages, you have it. And that will help you for search engine results. You can point yep. people to your web page. Yep. And also um, you can have your own branded email address. Yeah. You know, which, which also helps, which also helps people find you. And it, it acts like marketing every time you, you send an email. So I love that. I love that. Well, we're wrapping up. We're at the top of the hour. Um, real, real quick. I, a couple last questions. Who did you enjoy the most out of the book? I mean, like who was like fun? Well, you were fun. <laughs> I, besides me. I, I know I'm fun. <laughs> you know, actually like everybody was, was great. Tom Ferry was great. Yeah. Uh, this guy that I interviewed who I really recommend checking out because he has a counter, he totally philosophically disagrees with my point in the book. Tony Vitale, he's in the book. He's a successful real estate agent out on the East Coast. My point is that things are going to virtual brokerages, online stuff. Nobody cares about your brick and mortar office. Nobody's coming in, you know, to your conference room. They want to meet at Starbucks anyways. He had a total opposite point which is that if you have a nice office, you can make it a community center. You can have art exhibits. You can have interior designers there. You can have vendors for window shades. So people come to you, not just to buy houses, but all the time. And you make yourself sort of like a center of the community, if you will, because you're providing care before and after. And yep. so you can actually use your, your, your brick and mortar office to your benefit. So I really liked his interview. And, and even though I, I disagree with him, I, I love that it was in the book because he, he had a totally different perspective that, that your brick and mortar office actually can be useful if you do it the right way. We talk about that a lot in the book. Well, I like that concept. In fact, I know of somebody who's in the process of turning his real estate office into a coffee shop insurance broker, mortgage company, like a financial services firm, and like really kind of creating more of a community center. I mean, I have a friend who's starting a um, laundromat who is turning it into a community. I think 
I think the point is, if you do that right, community could be a part of your brand. Um, Definitely. Well, it shows that you care. Yeah, it shows that you care. Exactly. You, okay, let's, let's talk about Tom real quick, and then we'll wrap up. What did Tom bring to the book? What, what did you learn from him? And, uh, you know, he's, he's been rated and reviewed the number one real estate coach um, in the country. So that's, that's, that's good. What, what did you, uh, you learn? Well, I mean, he's great. He was great to talk to. And, and he, he, has a, he has a really tremendous organization. A lot of fantastic people work with, with Tom. But I, I think the thing with him was he really has this unwavering belief in the value of real estate agents and the human touch. Yep. You know, because there's a lot of talk. People worry a lot about, will I buyers replace real estate agents? Yep. Will these virtual brokers end up doing it? Will Zillow replace real estate agents? And Tom really thinks to the core of his being, that, that real estate is ultimately a human transaction. You need a person there with you, you know, who will show you the house or walk you through the selling process. And he says, you know, as long as you're doing a good job and you care about your, your, your clients, you are gonna be necessary. And, 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 and he doesn't think technology, no matter what, is ever gonna replace that. And he, he brought up an interesting anecdote. He said, I, I may be getting this wrong, but I think he said that Century 21, or I may have been the first real estate brokerage, I forget. The second real estate brokerage was like something that was going to replace humans and just have it be like the sort of paper process thing. And nobody knows about them anymore because it, it failed. So people like me are always coming around saying that like technology is going to replace stuff. But ultimately, he firmly believes that, that ultimately people are at the center of the whole process and they will always be. I love that. Okay, we're going to end there. Greg, thanks for your time. Again, if you'd like to get his book, it's on, where, where is it at, Greg? So amazon.com, you can get a paperback, you can get it a uh, Kindle ebook or free for Kindle Unlimited. And in a few weeks, maybe by the time you're watching this, it may be on Audible too. There'll be an audio, audio version. There will be. And, and if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, um, you'd mention either Facebook or LinkedIn and just Google your name. Is that right? Yeah, there aren't a lot of Gregory Charlops there. So it's, it's, my last name is spelled C-H-A-R-L-O-P. So if you just look for me on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, I'm usually pretty good about responding to people there. Yeah, you're awesome, man. I appreciate you. I'm really glad that you uh, interviewed us for the book. I hope if you haven't already got this book, it's got a lot of good little nuggets in there. I, I, I actually really enjoyed reading it. Greg, thanks for your time today. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. Thanks so much, Daniel. It was great chatting with you. We're done. Excellent. Dude, Thanks. That was cool. That was All right. Maybe you'll get me sold on video if I could figure out a way of redesigning my room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll send you a copy of this. Yan will get you a copy of it once it goes uh, live. Do you want the raw or do you want just once we have it up? The, the edited version is fine because I'll probably post it and I'll, I'll just use the version you have set up. Perfect. Is there anything else we can do for you? I got to go in two, but we got two minutes together. No, but you know, it'd be good to, we should have you back on the, on the flash one of these days. Catch up. I'd love to, man. I'd love to. What do you think our topic ought to be? I don't know. I have to give it some thoughts. Um, it'd be actually your CRM thing would be interesting to talk about. Okay. What you've been doing with that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is your topic right there. I mean, I'm happy to talk about that. We, we need to, um, we need to get approved first to be able to kind of share who it is. Oh, we don't have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just, we can blanket it and people yeah. can guess. Um, but I, I'm, we're working on like being able to put a press release out and actually do, do it correctly, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I'd, I'd love to be back on it. That's the only, it's the only thing that's fun for me, you know? <laughs> well, you look like you're having a good time. I am, dude. I am. All right, man. Great, great. All right. All right. Good to see you, Daniel. Thanks. Thanks.